Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Friday the 17th of November 2023. I'm Michael Thompson. Every afternoon we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about, so let's get cracking. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed down slightly today, just 0.1% lower to 7,049 points. Overall, though, the boss was 1% higher for the week. Energy stocks were again the poor performers today, and we can blame oil prices again for that. Oil tumbled more than 4% overnight due to concerns over US and Chinese demand. Woodside was down 2.3%. Santos was 1% lower, and Origin closed down 1.6% today. Not a bad day for gold miners, though, as the price of the precious metal climbed to around $1,986 US dollars an ounce. Evolution was up 4.2%. Northern Star up 3.9% and Gold Road Resources up 2.8%. The best performer today was A2 Milk, up nearly 5%. Qantas lost 1.7% after a bit of activity in the sector. Virgin Australia and Air New Zealand have asked competition authorities for approval to partner on trans-Tasman routes. On to story number two and the really big story today, the one that everyone's talking about. Optus Chief Executive Kelly Bayer-Rosmarin fronted a Senate inquiry today where she faced two hours of questioning by senators over last week's 14-hour Optus outage. She acknowledged that the telco's performance was not acceptable. Now, we learnt a lot, quite a lot, throughout the inquiry. 228 emergency calls were unable to go through on the day of the outage, which the telco initially feared was the result of a cyber attack. As we now know, that wasn't the case. It was a software upgrade by a company run by Optus's own parent, Singtel. Now, Optus is apparently looking at whether it has outsourced too many components of its infrastructure to third parties. Among the other details to emerge today was a bit of an insight into the crisis communications on the day, who Optus spoke to and when, including the communications minister, the office of the prime minister, the deputy prime minister, the offices of all the state premiers and relevant state government departments, everyone, it seems. But the public, with the decision made on the day not to hold a press conference because, as Bayer Osmarin told the hearing, it would have been unusual for a chief executive and people would have been expecting her focus to be on fixing the problem. There was a pretty awkward exchange where she dodged questions about whether she intended to resign as CEO amidst a few media reports that she may do so as early as next week. The managing director of networks for Optus also fronted the inquiry where he acknowledged the telco didn't have a plan for a full outage of the network, describing it as unexpected. And say that again. Story number three, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has refused to join US President Joe Biden in labelling Chinese President Xi Jinping as a dictator after a meeting with the Chinese leader at the APEC summit in San Francisco. Albanese met with President Xi where he told his counterpart that signs trade barriers may be reduced are being positively received in Australia. The meeting came after the US and Chinese leaders met for four hours yesterday covering everything from climate change to artificial intelligence. But of course, as we know, the headlines were all about Joe Biden confirming that he still thought Xi Jinping was a dictator, a view he expressed earlier this year. Albo was asked a similar question. He would have been expecting it, of course, and he sidestepped it. I'd say rather neatly. He said, we have different political systems. Australia has one political system. China has a different political system. It is not a democratic state with elections, with multi-party democracy. 
There we go. A story number four, more details are emerging about the immigration detainees released into the community following a high court ruling that saw their indefinite detention quashed. New laws were rushed through Parliament yesterday to impose curfews and electronic monitoring devices on some of those released, including a newly released group of 84 people. Now, a report today in the Sydney Morning Herald reveals that 27 of the foreigners are cases that have been referred to immigration ministers over several years under the category of, quote, very serious violent offences, very serious crimes against children, very serious family or domestic violence or violent sexual or exploitative offences. Now, this is proving to be a major headache for the government caught on the back foot by the High Court ruling against the indefinite detention of foreigners who are unable to be deported It is something that we are going to be hearing a lot about. Finally, story number five, let's finish with a bit of good news this afternoon. Apple is going to roll out a software update next year that will improve messaging between iPhones and Android phones. There will be better group messaging, better location sharing, and the sharing of higher resolution images, according to a report on the Financial Times. This is great news for anyone who's tried to send videos between an iPhone and a Samsung phone. You wonder why the videos come out all blurry when at some point in the transition between the two. The changes to messaging, though, is going to stop short of potential EU rules that would force Apple's iMessage platform to work with other messaging services. Instead, this new system is going to work alongside iMessage, but who knows? We could be inching closer to a future where group messaging doesn't divide recipients between the blue iMessage bubble and the dreaded green message bubble of a non-Apple user. I think it's probably pretty clear which side of the fence I'm landing on on this one. That's it for the afternoon report for Friday, the 17th of November, 2023. Sean Aylmer, Adam Lang, and I will be back tomorrow morning with the weekend edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Michael Thompson. Enjoy your evening. 